We're now at a point in the book of Acts chapter 4 where Peter and John have been arrested for their proclamation of the resurrection of Jesus. They spend the night in prison, which friends, let me just say to you, if today you travel to Jerusalem, you can actually go to uh, the home of Caiaphas, who was the high priest at that time. And in the complex of Caiaphas, there's actually prison cells. And you can actually go to the prison cells that held Peter and John on this night. And you can also go to the prison cell that held the Lord Jesus Christ the night that he went uh, before he went to the cross of Calvary. So if you ever have an opportunity to travel to Jerusalem, I would encourage you to do it. Because you can actually go to these exact spots and see it with your own eyes. And so Peter and John, they spend the night in prison. And the Bible says the next day, the rulers, the elders, and the scribes, they all assemble in Jerusalem. They have Annas the high priest, Caiaphas, John and Alexander, and all the members of the high priestly family. So these are those who put Jesus to death. These are the ones who brought the accusations before him to Pilate. And these are the ones who stirred up the crowd in a frenzy in order that they might crucify the Lord Jesus Christ. This same group of people. Jesus stood before them. Jesus stood before Annas. Jesus stood before Caiaphas. This same group of people who put Jesus to death now have Peter and John standing before them. Now you have to understand that Peter and John, they would have knew who these men were and they would have known what they were up against and they would have known the consequences if they say the wrong thing. And the Bible says in verse 7 of chapter 4 of the book of Acts that they had Peter and John stand before them and they asked them the following question. By what power or in what name have you done this? Done what? Healed that man in the temple complex. Remember, it wasn't long ago that man was healed. And now just just yesterday he was healed. And they want to know. In what power, in what name have you done this? Doesn't that remind you of the blind man in John chapter number 9? When he comes back seeing, they ask him that question. They say, how is it possible that your eyes are now open? And he says, the man named Jesus. And here they say, in what power, in what name have these things been done? Peter, the Bible says, is filled in that moment With the Holy Spirit, he's looking into the eyes of those who put Jesus to death, those who paid Roman soldiers in order to lie about the resurrection of Jesus and to say the disciples came and stole the body. This is who Peter is now addressing and who John is standing before. Now, friends, this is a big moment in the in the life of Christianity. And here's the thing, friends. If the resurrection isn't true, and if the message of Jesus isn't true, at this moment, the one who denied Jesus just a few days ago is going to back off and say, you know what? It's not worth it. But instead, the one who denied Jesus before the cross is now standing before those who put Jesus to death, and he's full of the Holy Spirit, and he looks at them, and he says, rulers, of the people and elders. If we are being examined today about good deeds done to a disabled man, by what means he was healed? 
So if this is why you've called us here, if you want to know how this disabled man was healed, if this is what you want to know, then let it be known to you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene whom you crucified and whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you healthy. Friends, you think about the boldness in that moment that it took Peter to say those words. Now, friends, this is a change. Remember, here's the one who denied him, and now he is proclaiming the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, saying this is verified truth, and you see it in the life of this man who has been healed, that Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, has given this guy the power to walk. Now, friends, what, what he's saying in those moments is Jesus is alive and well. He may not be standing before you, but he lives in us because the Holy Spirit fills us. And now he gives us ability to do these works. And so Peter says, by Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. Well, remember that they locked them up yesterday because they were confronted by this message, this idea that Jesus was resurrected from the dead. And then Peter says, this Jesus is the stone rejected by you builders, which has become the cornerstone. Now, friends, to fully understand that, you get to get into a little bit of Jewish history. And the idea is that in the first building of Solomon's temple, they were looking for that beautiful cornerstone, that, that piece that, uh, that, that would be the, the foundation of the structure, that piece that, that was laid with great ceremony. And the idea is that when they were cutting stones and trying to locate the one stone, there was a, a, a stone that they came across. And when they first saw this stone, they thought, no way this is the cornerstone. It's ugly. It's not what we're looking for. And they took that stone and they cast it off the temple mount to just lie with the other rocks at the bottom of the hill. And then as they continued to search for that cornerstone, unable to find what they were looking for, they went back down into those stones that had been cast aside and they found one that they had thrown down and they inspected it now and they said, this one is to be the foundation of the temple. They brought it back and laid it down as the foundation. And so, in essence, the cornerstone that's been rejected has now become, or the stone that was rejected has now been the cornerstone, is a picture of the resurrection. It was cast down, but brought back to be the foundation of the temple. So, Jesus was cast down, resurrected, and it's the foundation of the gospel and the church. And so Peter says, the one like the stone that was rejected by the builders, he has become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to people, and we must be saved by it, Peter says. Peter says, the Lord Jesus healed this man, and as a matter of fact, 
He resurrected from the dead. He was cast aside by you, but God raised him up. And as a matter of fact, he can save even you. As a matter of fact, there's salvation in no one else. And there's forgiveness and sins in no one else. You must put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So even at that moment, Peter is putting before those who put Jesus to death this gospel message that you, even you who put him to death, can be forgiven and saved. And friends, today I put the message of the gospel before you and tell you there's salvation in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given to people and we must be saved by it. I proclaim to you, I testify to you today no matter how bad You've been evil, you've been wicked, you've been even if you were one of the ones who put the Lord Jesus Christ to death on Calvary's cross, you can be forgiven of your sins. Oh, won't you come to Jesus today? Won't you give your life to him? Won't you be a believer in the Lord Jesus today and be forgiven of your sins? It's the gospel message placed before you that if you would just give your life to him, you can be forgiven and reconciled to God. If you would like to put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ today, then go to our website, flatcreekchurch.net, and let me know of your decision to follow Jesus. Guys, I love you. God bless you. And I look forward to seeing you next time on New Horizons.